Welcome to the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast, showcasing the amazing individuals we have in our region. Hello, welcome to the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast. Today I've got Tracy Foster with me, who is the founder of registered charity, The Burns Club. It's the 5th of September, just saying that because I'm not sure when this episode is going to come out, but Tracy, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, we were just sort of saying, work with it. Uh, we met at one of the Yorkshire Businesswoman events in, in the Decursor in Leeds, and um, it seems such a long time ago, but it's like the summer's passed. And anyway, we're now getting back into it after the summer's gone. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, it's great to have you here. What I'm really interested in, it in is the I've been reading up on the Burns club this morning in preparation for us having this chat and I'm really interested to understand how you've got to where you are today and you know what what does your career look like and why are you so passionate about the work that you do and I know that it's going to come across in the podcast but just in case it doesn't we've had a chat and I know that it is your absolute baby and you are really passionate about it so do you want to start from the beginning yeah, so um, I work full time on a children's burns unit where obviously I see the impact that it has on the child. So when I normally do do presentations, I always say if I could bottle up the screams of a child while they're having the dressing change, I wouldn't need to stand up because to see them the first day when they come onto the unit, as an assessment and you're watching the parent as their child skin is dropping off them it is such such traumatic experience for both a child and the parent it could have been their cup of tea the parent's cup of tea it may have been the parent's bath it could be anything so the guilt on that parent's face watching their child go through such horrific trauma and the pain that they go through it it is it's it's horrendous but knowing that at the end of their journey they are going to smile makes it so much better um but yeah the first day is is horrendous for them are you actually a nurse tracy are you are you a like family support no i'm a play specialist so the title sounds like I go to play on the ward, but it isn't. It's distraction and and rehabilitating them, getting them back into school and everything like that. So, yeah. And how long have you been in this line of work? Uh, 20 years. And, and what made you I go didn't, into that line of work? Yeah, because my background is early years. Um no. And so my, my degree and everything is in the early years. And it was a midwife that put me forward for it, but for the children's ward, a general paediatric ward. And they asked me if I would try the Burns unit because of my job, what I'd done before. And I honestly, and on my heart, thought I won't be able to do that. There's not a chance on this earth I can watch children go through that. But I was up for it and I just said, I'll, I'll give it a go. And then it, I've never looked back. Oh, gosh. Oh, I absolutely take your hat off, my hat off to you because. Oh, yeah, it is. You see all that. Knowing that 
a child is going to go out smiling. You know, at the end of it, you get a cuddle to say thank you. It, it does. It makes it worthwhile. And I do like my job a lot because of the charity. Biggest majority of children get burned to 18 months from hot drinks. But I see the children now with the charity up to 25. So I go through their full journey of a burn because you don't come in for your burn and get fixed because later on you can go for reconstructive work because if it's over a joint, your your burn tends to contract again. So you need further treatment later on for your scars and everything. So, yeah, so I never lose my children. And I always call them my children, even though they're not. (laughs) But they are. So where did the idea for the Burns Club come from? So the Burns Club, we have a, within the Burns service, you do have a standard of what you've got to provide. And this is, so it's like a gold star standard. So we have to reintegrate children back into school. There's so many targets that we've got to do to be provide this service because the one that I work for is within the Yorkshire, we cover the full Yorkshire area. And one of them is a Burns Club. So once I came to work there, the Burns Club was firstly established, which it was under the umbrella of Midyorkshire Trust. So it was already running. And I think it had been running four years, three, four years before I joined it. But the lady was ready to retire. So it basically, after I'd been involved in it a couple of years, it was handed over to me. Um. And never look back. And you mentioned when we were chatting earlier that it was part of an NHS service and now it's not. When did that separation happen? So that we separated. Sorry, I have wrote it on a piece of paper. Um, We got registered on the 14th of January 2020. But we was a community for because we had to raise so much funds and we was a community for two years previous of that. So we was running it independently two years previously, um, but finally got registered in the January. Can you talk about some of the activities that you do within the club? Yeah. So we run quite a, a few activities. We run a camp where the child that had the burn injury is under the age of seven and we take the siblings and their parents because it can have an impact on the siblings as well because the pe- they may have witnessed the burn. They may The parents tend to stop with the child in hospital more so the sibling at home gets left behind. Um, so we run the Nought Seven so that parents can talk to each other and talk about their experience and how they've managed. So we have some that had a burn injury maybe seven years ago and some that's new to the mm-hmm. burn journey. But it lets siblings meet others as well because they do go through a lot. Sometimes they'll say, is it your sister that's got a scar face then? And And it has an impact on them as well. So we wanted to join them in as much to teach them ways of managing it and not being threatened by it. So we run the Nought to Seven one once a year. Then we run a camp for seven to 13-year-olds, but the parents don't come to it because 
when they've had a burn injury, parents tend to protect them and be really overprotective of them. So we take them away by ourselves and they go abseiling, um, high ropes, caving, you name it, all activities where schools may take and we take them to the same places as mm. that. But it's letting the children be children away from, away from everyone that's staring at them because they may look different, but letting them become the personality grow again. So I don't want to educate them, but I want them to be a little bit cheeky again. Mm. Sometimes be a little bit mischievous and take on challenges that the parents would normally be saying, oh, don't do that, be careful, do that. And they do go on with bruises and they might go on with a little cut, but it's becoming a child again. Yeah. And then we take them from 13 to 16, uh, again, away for a weekend, and the challenges get a little bit more in depth and we let them be a little bit more independent then as well um encourage them more to talk about the burn injury to each other so they can share the experience and we've had children that's come to that that's just had a new injury and they may hide there one girl had a scar to her head and she hid it until she found out that the rest of the children had a scar as well and then it becomes more of a trophy and they talk about their journey and that other children haven't gone through half as much as what they have. So it becomes something that they're proud of rather than ashamed of. And then we also then have a 16 to 18 day event and an 18 to 25 day event. The reason it's we only have day events for them is because they've gone to university or their lifestyle is too busy to go away for the weekend. We've just taken children to Alton Towers. Uh, it was last weekend that was 18 to 25s. But so they can meet up and keep reminding themselves that it doesn't matter what we look like, it's what's inside. And it's like Yorkshire Business Women together, grouping up, we stand more powerful. Well, that's what the Burns Club is about for these uh, children, young adults, that it don't matter. Let's, let's be proud of what we look like. If we're all standing together we're more powerful so that's what it is about and it's lovely to see them and it's lovely that like I say I call my children but the children meet up and they go around town with short skirts on and showing the scars or low-cut dresses and and proud of what they look like and not to be judged so it is I I really appreciate and love the camps and the events that we do but we also run um, like your Easter events and Christmas events on top of that so that all the family can come to them. Uh, but we also run a buddy day. So if I've got families down the line that had a burn injury quite a while ago and are happy to talk about it, so say they're having a skin graft or a release from a, a burn or anything like that, the family that's just had the burn can buddy up and talk to this other family and say, what was it like? How did you manage it? Were there any complications? Just so that they're talking to someone real rather than, I mean, the doctor will tell you everything perfect, but sometimes you want to talk to someone that's at your level and have gone through that experience. Mm -hmm. That's what that's about is for them to buddy up with someone else and go through the experience, yeah. And how, how do you 
raise funds for the charity? Um, well, on the 1st of September, we're having a big annual masquerade ball. Um, we say it's a masquerade ball again because we're promoting that it doesn't matter what we look like, it's what's inside that counts. Um, that's at Queen's Hotel this year. And we usually raise some funds there, but we're just trying to learn how to put in for grant applications and everything. But my background isn't that. So we're trying to gain volunteers to help me or apply for that, become a volunteer and just give us a bit of time to help us with them. Um, but we will do just really simple things, which is going to do a car boot up to the masquerade ball or putting in applications. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so that might be a way that some of the Yorkshire businesswomen can get involved. If there's anybody that's listening to this podcast that can help uh, do grant applications, then I'm sure that you'd be really happy to talk to them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and also I, I actually did see the um, the advert for the for the ball. I'll have a closer look at it now, but um, it does look a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so I don't know anybody with a burn. So I, I kind of feel like I've been reading about this this morning and I'm talking to you and I and feel like now I know a bit about burns and, and the process that they go through, which must be absolutely harrowing, um, not only from a pain point of view, but also from a psychological point of view and, you know, affecting relationships and things like that and the dynamics of the family, you know, how that kind of changes and, Honestly, I absolutely take my hat off to you. And um, I'm sure that when this podcast comes out, you might get some uh, people knocking on your door to volunteer. <laughs> so what do you like to do outside of work? Because I know that we had a chat before and you've just gone down to four days in your, in your day job so that you can give more to the Burns Club. But do you have a life outside of your work commitments no. well. <laughs> not at all um wherever I not just me my family my children have been raised with a Burns Club um it's a wonder they haven't all got tattoos with the Burns Club on it because they are not allowed to go anywhere if you walk in my house you volunteer basically for the Burns Club um I have got sort of three beautiful dogs so my life beyond my dogs is the charity um that is it <laughs> there's nothing else it is just the basically is the charity we ev everything is it it's we've got an office at my house I mean, we've just had a little office wooden office built in the back garden so even families come there to us which has taken it out of my house which is lovely because it's registered at my house yeah um but no it on the evenings, I just come in, go to the office or into this front room and start my work because as the masquerade ball, it's me that's running it. So I have to work out all menus, all prices, everything like that, getting raffle prizes for the ball and auction prizes, seeing who will come. So no, I don't have anything else. But even though I'm saying that, I don't want people to pity me because it is I love it it's my passion so seeing it doing good is is something that I enjoy 
And we've been really, really honoured this year because we've got a Queen's Award for voluntary services as well. So Fantastic. we will be going to Buckingham Palace next year. We have got the award, which is here. Very big. Wow. Queen's a, Award. Yeah. Well, our listeners will actually see that, but yeah, it's this well, big chunk of um, glass. Yeah, with the Queen's Award for voluntary services. So um, that's good. So we can now, when I get all my paperwork changed, we can have the crest of the Queen's Award on there, which those that we're doing well in. It did actually say on that that with all voluntary services that they've gone to, they've never come across one as committed as what and do as much as what we do on a voluntary basis. Mm. Brilliant. So we are proud. Brilliant. Well, I'm not even sure you're going to be able to answer my questions about Yorkshire because you don't do anything other than you than your work. But <laughs> we're going to give it a go anyway. But it's been great li- listening about your work, and I can just sense from the way that you're speaking, and obviously I can see you because we're on Zoom, and and how you look, and you're very smiling. I can just tell that you just love it, don't you? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you three random questions about Yorkshire now. Um, <laughs> so um, what is your favourite restaurant in Yorkshire? Oh, cracky. Um, you know, I don't really go to restaurants. You could go for a pub instead or a wine bar <laughs> or a takeaway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really do them, to tell you the truth. We don't really go to restaurants, but no, I couldn't Don't worry. Well, I can interject there because I went to Ivy Asia in Manchester on Friday, which is, um, there's going to be one opening in Leeds soon and uh, and I can highly recommend it. Right. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so on to the next one then. Um, what's your favourite Yorkshire seaside town? Whitby. Oh, mine as well. Yeah. And I still, that is, and I shouldn't be saying it, but it's one of the places that I take the children. We're going in October. And you know what? We once went out paddleboarding there in the evening, watching the sunset, and someone paddleboard out, and all my children were eating pork pies and sausage rolls in the middle of the ocean at Whitby and it was a fantastic scene just watching the sun go down taking photos of them doing that yeah it's lovely lovely that sounds fab um and what is your favorite part of the county and why oh Pat where I live Pontefract I absolutely there may be people that go oh no but where I live you can just walk into the town We have lots of new pubs and restaurants, which I haven't had a chance to go to. Lots of new pubs open, new restaurants. It's lovely that you just can walk into town, go to Marks and Spencer's, and we're so close to everything. It's small, but I just love living there. I wouldn't swap it for any other place. I've got to say, I think it's a great location, is Pontefract, in terms Mm. of the West Yorkshire area, where it's actually positioned on the map is great. Yeah, we have three train stations in Pontefract, so we just can get anywhere that we want to. Mm. And you've got a race course. And we've got the race course and Harry Bow Factory. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> but no, we've just got some lovely liner pubs that's just opened. So if I, it's walking distance for me to go out. Yeah. Well, we've come to the end of the podcast, um, Tracy. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope that you can get some support from our listeners or the Yorkshire Business Woman Group uh, as a result of this podcast and trying to get the message out there. I think, you know, you're obviously doing some great work, you and your team, and um, I've really enjoyed learning a bit more about it. And uh, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on it now. So um, thank you for that. Thank you so much. Lovely talking to you. Thank you for listening to the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast. Brought to you by Topic UK Magazine and Yorkshire Businesswoman Magazine.